Hello everyone, so glad that you're with us again. I'm excited about today's message and what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I'm going to dig in really quickly. Uh, this is Faith Fire Media and today our topic is what is going on in Congress. I'm Frank Mickens and we've done this a few dozen times now. We are a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries based in North Carolina. You can find more information on us at faithfireworldwide.com. We are an end times prophetic ministry that is here to see revival in the church and awakening around the world to the love of the Father. And so that is why we're here in this media space to share the word of the Lord because the Bible is what we need. The spirit of the Lord is what we need to uh, revive the church so that we can impact the world. Amen. So uh, what is going on in Congress? So this is contextually surrounding a passage of an act called the Respect for Marriage Act. Respect for Marriage Act. And just to give you some background on that, actually, before I go any further, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your patience, your gentleness, your goodness, God. The fact that you uh, you sins, God, that you visit our iniquities, God, that you are those, you are one who is just and forgiving. Lord, we pray for your fullness now, the fullness of your character, your personality, the fullness of your wisdom, the fullness of your counsel, God. Give us the sevenfold spirit of God that gives us wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. Counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. You said now uh, is the time where you are seeking those to worship you in spirit and in truth, for that is who you seek to worship you, God. Thank you for that anchor scripture for this ministry. We are those who are seeking to be those that worship you in spirit and truth. Now, my request, Lord Jesus, as you sit here with me, is that you command my mouth and my mind that you use me as your vessel, a living sacrifice for the upbuilding of your kingdom and the glorification of your name as we edify your people, build them up, strengthen them, warn them, direct them, even bring them correction when necessary so that we might see the glory of the Lord in our nation and the world. We give you thanks for this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so contextually, this message, this question, what is going on in Congress, has to do with the passage of something called the Respect for Marriage Act. And I'm praying God will let me get through this in 15 minutes. So we'll see, because we're going to have a part two to this message. So the Respect for Marriage Act says that the federal government now uh, will recognize same-sex marriages and also respect religious freedom. So that means that those who are, are male and male or female and female who get married, the nation will honor that marriage, but also protect those who do not agree with same-sex marriage from being sued in the case they don't make a, a, a birthday cake or a, a, I should say, a, a wedding cake for that couple or something like that. So it also protects religious liberty. On the face of it, sounds just fine. But the Spirit of the Lord has been dealing with me about this, and He has been dealing with me about this from the way of compromise in the area of corruption, the area of negotiating the statutes and the plans of God. The Bible says, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And this is one of those cases where the political system has not gotten it right. We have not seen the heart of the Lord in this particular case. Frank, what are you talking about? Sounds like a fair exchange. We allow people who seem to be so bent on being married to one another to do what they do, but yet we don't have to be afraid of being persecuted. We don't have to be afraid of being sued. We don't have to be afraid of having our rights ripped away from us because we do not agree with that lifestyle and we don't want to be roped into doing things that agree with that lifestyle. Listen, on the face of it, it sounds great, but the Spirit of the Lord in a vision showed me a fox 
And he began to minister to me about this verse of scripture in the Song of Solomon. And it talks about the, the small foxes or the little foxes that spoil the vine. And it says in Song of Solomon, this is in chapter two, it says, catch us the little foxes, catch us the little foxes. It says, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine for our vine has tender grapes. So we're talking about the tenderness of something, something that needs to be pro uh, protected, something that needs to be stewarded, something that needs to be watched. It needs to be nourished. It needs to be cared for and nurtured in the name of Jesus. And so that is your relationship with Jesus. The fruit of the relationship with Jesus is what we're talking about. A Song of Solomon is all about intimacy, right? It's talking about the the passionate love of God, the all-consuming love of God, and the return that we should uh, render to Him in loving Him the same way. But the, the small foxes or the little foxes can spoil that. Frank, what are you getting at? What does this have to do with Congress? So believers, we have people who are believers in Congress who voted in favor of the Respect for Marriage Act. And they were saying, hey, it's a balanced approach. I might not agree with same-sex marriage, but since it's in the land, and we have to deal with it, at least let us protect our religious liberty. That's called compromise. And listen, I'm not saying all compromise is bad, but some compromise does not come from the Lord. This is one of those cases where I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying that small foxes, little foxes that spoil the vine are being allowed to grow and mature. We've had certain people for years, decades, seeking to marriage enshrined in the laws of our land. But there has been a pushback on that from people who have a certain biblical understanding about what marriage is, and that is the union between a man and a woman. And same-sex marriage is not even real. It's not true because God defines marriage as between a man and a woman, and so anything else cannot be called marriage. So people now compromising and literally acknowledging it as real and then saying, I'm going to acknowledge it as real, vote for it, enshrine it into the federal government's law book, and, and do so in the name or in exchange for religious liberty and religious freedom, it is not of God. The Bible says in Mark chapter 8, uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? We see two things here. We see the eternal and the temporal. And the Lord is saying, do not put your eyes and your attention on the temporal, but on the things that are eternal. We hear that in the book of, of 2 Corinthians as well. And so what we see here is the compromise which is undercover, it's not blatant, it seems like it's statesmanship, it seems like it's fair political negotiation, but actually what it is, is it, it is emboldening the enemy. It is now enshrining in our laws an emboldening uh, in, in embodiment of, of, of perversion in our land. Now, I'm not here to bash same-sex marriage, that's not the point. What I'm trying to get at is what we need to be praying into. What we need to be praying into. We need to be praying against these cunning, devices that the enemy is using. He's shrewd. Amen. This is what the Spirit of the Lord says in the Word of God, that, that the enemy is shrewd, that he comes as an angel of light. So if you're not on your P's and Q's, if you're not spiritually sensitive, spiritually aware, if you're not on the wall watching and seeing how the Lord will correct you, will correct your vision, correct your hearing, if you're not doing that, you will be caught unaware. The Bible says that we should not be uh, uh, unaware of the enemy's schemes. So what do we know about a fox? be a fox, a, a, an adult fox. A fox is cunning. A fox is underhanded. If you've ever seen a fox run, it runs and it, it looks like it doesn't even make a sound when it's running. It does things in the dark. Why? Because it's trying to trap its prey. It's looking to attack and devour prey. And so that's what the enemy is doing. Piece by piece, little by little, glory to God, 
He is trying to uh, cause death by a million cuts. Amen. He's trying to weasel his way into our laws, even by using the minds and the hearts of believers so that he can cause the little foxes to spoil the vine. Now, where are we going with this, Frank? There is such a thing in the scriptures called the Mount of Corruption. So we know Capitol Hill's on a hill. Amen, somebody? Well, mountains represent worship in the, in the scriptures. And so what God's heart is, is that Capitol Hill will honor him, that Capitol Hill will glorify him, that Capitol Hill will enshrine laws into our nation's law book that agree with the spirit of the Lord, that in God we trust would not just be a motto. Amen. But it is a political system that is of this world. And so it cannot fully agree with the Lord, just like your carnal nature cannot fully agree with the spirit. A system of this world cannot fully agree with the Lord. And so it will not and cannot honor the Lord in 100 percent uh, totality. And so we see a system that is already corrupt being further corrupted through the spirit of compromise, the spirit of corruption. And so in the book of Second Kings, we have this concept of the Mount of Corruption. This is written in the scriptures about a place that uh, Solomon set up and eventually um, it was destroyed. Eventually it was destroyed. So we're in the book of Second Kings chapter 23 and it talks about the Mount of Corruption. I'm just going to read one verse. The Mount of Corruption, 2 Kings 23, verse 13. It says, Then the king defiled the high places that were east of Jerusalem, which were on the south of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon, king of Israel, had built. So the son of David, one generation away from David, the man whom God said, I will cause your throne to have no end. His son, one generation later, later was building a Mount of Corruption. What did he build? He built a space for worship for Ashtoreth, the abomination of the Sidonians, also for Chemosh, the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the people of Ammon. Three abominations were supported by what? The king who had been ordained by God to lead the people, but his heart was not for God. His heart was being influenced by politics. So the spirit of politics, this is what it does. It cunningly and quietly over the course of time, eats away at your worship. And it causes a nation to flee from the Lord. And that's what we're seeing in Congress. So I'm going to wrap this up in just a few minutes. But just to get to the point, there are three demonic principalities that we see here. Chemosh, which means conqueror. So this device, this ideology, this idea of idol worship in a nation is meant to conquer that nation. By who? The kingdom of darkness. It is meant to carry that nation over into bondage. Uh, Milcom is the spirit that we also know as uh, Molech or Moloch. It's the spirit, the idol, the, the, uh, the, the, the demonic principality that causes people to give their babies over. Child sacrifice. And then we had the third one, which is Ashtoreth. That was a lust demon. It was a, a female deity, which represents a principality, a national principality that people worshiped in Sidon. And, and she, she had um, temple prostitution was part of the worship for Ashtoreth. So we see lust, hallelujah. We see the sacrifice of, of a generation and we see the ideology that is meant to conquer a nation. And I think we all would agree that our children are under assault in our nation. We all would agree that we see the kingdom of darkness trying to take over this nation. I think we all would agree that sexual immorality, we're talking about same-sex marriage, is uh, being 
promoted in this nation, sexual immorality. And so these things are not new. Glory to God. But in 2 Kings chapter 23, we see that a king came and it says he defiled the high places. He came and destroyed the high places. Glory to God. And that is what we need to be praying into in this land right now. Pray for the heart of America. Pray for believers in Congress and outside of Congress to fight in the spirit. We do not need to fight flesh and blood. We need to fight in the spirit. We need unity in the body of Christ so that we can see and hear clearly and have our hearts set free to pray for the spirit of repentance in our nation. What did the word of the Lord say? We hear it all the time. Second Chronicles 7, 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name, we first need to hear and know who we are. If, if they will seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, right? He wants you to repent, but you first have to hear. Turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. We can't get the land healed until the people of God first hear and know who they are and repent. So pray for me for repentance in the land so that the spirit of corruption, the spirit of compromise, the little foxes, the things that seem so small, oh, we'll just give them this in exchange for this. No, 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 no. That spoils the whole vine. Jesus is the vine. He wants us to be abiding in him and his word abiding in us. And he says that we can get cast off from the vine if we're not operating in him and with him and intimately in love and passionately in love with him. Pray for our nation. Pray for believers to fall passionately in love with Jesus at any cost. That we'll be like those that are spoken of in the book of Revelation. I believe it's uh, the book of Revelation uh, chapter 19. That they love not their lives unto death. That is the love of Jesus. That our, our wicks would be trimmed. That our lamps would be full of oil. That we'll be watching for the Lord. That we'll be seeking the Lord. That we'll be as the Shulamite woman in the Song of Solomon who searched everywhere for her love. The moment she woke up in the morning and she couldn't discern his presence. May we have that heart. May we be as those who were slain in Ezekiel 37, the dry bones who were slain. We need to submit to the dying of the Lord Jesus so that we can be revived. Will you pray with me? Because the Mount of Corruption is being built. It is being established. It is being fortified. It is being even galvanized in our nation. And it's only going to come down through the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord came upon a king in 2 Kings 23, to tear down those idols. And so I pray that as we look at what's going on in Congress, we see the big picture. There will be a part two. I'm about to uh, get back on my P's and Q's and record part two. I wanted to chunk this up into little pieces to give you opportunity to sit with this and to pray and to let the Lord lead you into how you are to pray about this in our nation. Glory to God. The Mount of Corruption has to come down, and it will. It will. It will. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you said that the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. You said many Antichrists are already here. This is an Antichrist agenda. God, give us wisdom. Give us understanding. God, I pray you keep us on our faces. I see those who are going to be in the fiery furnace, but they will not have even the hint of the smell of the flame. They will not be burned, God. They will stand and they will refuse to bow to any idols in this nation. They refuse to bow to Babylon. I pray you call up that, that generation, that you even cause us to repent so that we can have the heart of Daniel, glory to God, the heart of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the heart that says, our God will protect us, and even if he doesn't, we will not bow to your idols. Give us a heart to pray and not attack people in the name of Jesus. I declare the amount of corruption will not stand in America and even around the world.
Thank you, God. We love you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Just had to get that out of my spirit. It was like fire shut up in my bones. I pray that this ministers to you. I pray that you share this with someone because this is a prayer point. We need to know what's going on, what's really going on in Congress, what's really going on underneath things, where the cunning of the enemy, the little foxes are operating in the spirit. And we need to pick it up in the spirit and pray. Amen. If you want to learn more about our ministry, go to faithfireworldwide.com. We are a donor-supported ministry. Our family is in full-time ministry. We answer the call of the Lord. And so we depend on giving from people just like you. We do ask you to prayerfully consider sowing into this ministry. We have international ministry happening in 2023. We're going to Uganda and Kenya, Central and South America. And we're looking right now at this very moment to raise $20,000 to prepare for all of that work for the kingdom of God. We love you. We praise God for you. And again, this ministry is an end times prophetic ministry that wants to see revival in the church and awakening around the world to the love of the Father. May God bless you and keep you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.